get ready. It's bonus time once again on the SOC, the State of Combat podcast on CBS Sports with your boy, the Brian Campbell. A little bit of a mixed martial arts pro wrestling crossover today. little Monday morning surprise fresh off the hangover of Turkey Day Thanksgiving weekend. Hope you all had a great time. Hopefully you're able to get your... Uh, your heart's delight out there on Black Friday and didn't trample anybody. Hopefully, you are fired up for another week in mixed martial arts. A big one, of course, that the SOC has you covered for with all things Andy Ruiz, Anthony Joshua, part two on the boxing pod later this week. WWE pod in your ear hole coming your way. MMA is back with Hall of Famer Sugar Rashad Evans. But today is all about bonus interviews, a trio of guests for you that you certainly can't afford to miss ahead of Saturday's pay-per-view inside the Combate America's MMA cage, McAllen, Texas, right on the border. Hashtag what side are you on when we get a 210-pound catchweight main event? between UFC Hall of Famer Tito Ortiz and former WWE star wrestling legend in some way, in many ways, and also former MMA fighter and Alberto El Patron. You may remember him, Alberto Del Rio in the WWE, Dos Caras Jr. from the legendary third-generation Mexican family. And uh, look, this is going to be an interesting event. We got Tito for you today. We've got Alberto. We've also got friend of the program, Max Bretos, the voice of Combate Americas. You may also have seen his work in the past, former Sports Center anchor, current voice of LAFC in the MLS, uh, former WWE announcer. We'll get into that part of his history as well. Stops by the show to set the stage, get you ready, get you fired up. A uh, reminder on this show. We've given you some big-time audio lately from uh, John Moxley, the former Dean Ambrose, to Deontay Wilder, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kane, big names over the past week-plus in the SOC. If you've liked what you heard, uh, if you want to keep, uh, keep coming back to this, I back. Trust me, I back. Then pay it forward that one extra step by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Help us out this holiday season wherever you download fine audio. Give us the five-star review. Rate the show. Leave a comment. Uh, you know, we're going to be doing uh, MMA award season pretty shortly. We want to hear from you. Settle this debate for us. Who is the fighter of the year in 2019? What has been the best fight you've seen? We want to read your responses on year, make you a part of this discussion. So please do that and pay it forward. But you're going to like what you hear today. Fun little show. Fun little piece of business coming your way. Uh, we're also going to have uh, Gentleman Jack Crosby from CBS Sports stop by. He will be handling the Tito Ortiz side of this interview ahead of Saturday's pay-per-view bout. Hey, biggest fight in Combate America's history. This is a young MMA promotion that's really, you know, hit that spot in that Mexican and, and, and Hispanic American audience. Doing some big time stuff in Mexico. A lot of viral 
moments I've seen across my timelines in terms of uh, big-time knockout submissions. A lot of young fighters on the rise. Well, they got some star power this weekend to bring in those eyes to get the whole brand seen. When uh, Look, Tito is Tito Ortiz is a legend. He's certainly uh, in his 40s, past his best days, but he's been very active lately, coming off the knockout of Chuck Liddell and their trilogy bout. Had some big-time uh, attraction fights in Bellator in recent years. We have not seen Alberto El Patron in the MMA arena since 2010, but he's got a 14-fight background, fought in pride. Of course, he had the famous knockout loss to Crow Cop there. Used to wrestle in a mask to protect his identity. I'm sorry, used to fight MMA in a in a pro wrestling luchador mask to protect his identity back in the day. But not everybody knows he does have a legit fight background, being a decorated amateur wrestler who once had Olympic hopes ahead of the 2000 Games for Mexico and, uh, you know, MMA career. And obviously has been in, in tremendous shape with his pro wrestling run coming back to WWE in recent years in a run that I believe ended in uh, 2016, independent circuit, impact wrestling of late. But uh, six foot five, he's a tall drink of water, Alberto El Patron. One of those guys that, like, he's had an up and down reputation at times in the public eye, but he's a charming dude. He's a fun interview. He, uh, he, got, he gets you behind him. It, it's, it's good stuff. So we're going to do that. We're going to do all of that. But first, why don't we do this? Why don't we pause right now and hear a word from our friends and sponsors. Dig it. And we're back. Your boy, BC, getting you fired up. A little bit of a crossover show, like I mentioned today. The worlds of pro wrestling and mixed martial arts coming together. And we're going to start off the interview spectacular ahead of the big Combate Americas pay-per-view with the aforementioned Alberto El Patron. You may have known him as Alberto Del Rio. WWE veteran, you better believe I'm going to be asking him some wrestling questions about his current relationship with the company, his plans moving forward on that side, along with what is bringing him back at age 42 into the MMA cage. Can he really win? Does, does he really believe he's got a chance here? He's going to tell you that. We're also getting to that failed storyline in WWE a few years back, Max America. Here's a little bit of a reminder from Zeb Coulter, the great Dutch Mantel, if you forgot. Say it with me, Mex America. Say it, Mex America. Say it, Mex America. Say it, Rich. Well, you better be learning to say it because you're going to be hearing it a lot from now on out. Uh, we, we never heard it again. Probably rightfully so, but Alberto is going to break that down in a minute. Uh, this should be an interesting fight, folks. Certainly a lot of pressure against Alberto. Brings a big name, a big man. He's got some credentials, like I mentioned, but even with a 14-fight MMA career, Fighting in Japan, Mexico, two fights in Honduras. Certainly hasn't fought the, you know, maybe outside of that knockout loss to Crow Cop, somebody on the level of, of a Tito Ortiz. So how is he going to do that? Will his size be a factor? Will the wrestling cancel each other out? What would this fight look like on the feet? It's going to be interesting. Alberto's got some questions to answer. Is he doing this for the money? Is it more about the what this fight does for the brand, considering Alberto has been... Uh, an executive with the company for the last three years. It's going to be interesting. It's one of those fights, though, that, you know, 
It's a little bit of carnival circus aspect to it. It's an old guy fight for sure, but it, you got to see it. You got to see what happens. And certainly if you're a big time pro wrestling fan, you, you it's it's one of those that you, you can't can't turn away. You got to check it out. So we're going to start the bonus interview pod right now. It's Alberto Del Rio, Pero. He's coming your way. CC, yes, indeed, right now. Enjoy. Fired up to welcome in the great Alberto El Patron. You can call him Del Rio. Call him whatever you want. But on December 7th, Nick Allen, Texas, on pay-per-view, you can call him back in the fight game against Tito Ortiz. Alberto, I'm fired up for this. I think the first question everybody wants to know is, why, man? Why are you back in that fighting circle again doing it on this level? Hey, man, uh, what's going on? Thank you, man. Thank you for that introduction. You put a big smile in my face because I'm just, uh, I was just doing other interviews and, uh, you know, train in the morning. I'm about to do the last session of the day, which will be a sparring session. So, you know, I was, I was needing some energy like, like yours. Um, uh, well, but many reasons, many reasons are to continue my legacy, to continue inspiring Mexicans, Latinos. Uh, to continue teaching them, them showing them and my children that when you dream with something and you work hard for it, that uh, your dreams come true. And uh, that's one of the reasons. The other one, because I've been in uh, this company, Combat America, since day number one. I've been seeing these athletes becoming amazing fighters. I've been seeing this company uh, becoming something great. And uh, I want to continue helping the company to get to the place this company deserves to be, uh, because uh, 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 they, they, this company has become also my family. I I, uh, I I don't just work for the company. I have a a, 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 a relationship, a friendship relationship with with uh, most of the people in the company. Specifically with my boss and Trent Campbell, my client. Uh, this company has supported me in the good ones, bad ones, worst ones, excellent ones, and uh, and um, it's just to to continue to to help this company to continue growing. Well, when I first interviewed when you took the job as president of Combate Americas in 2016, at that point you were saying. My pro wrestling career is coming to an end slowly, a couple more years, but no more fighting for me. Now, fast forward, you're 42 years old. This is the biggest fight in Combate America's history. What was the turning point? When did the seed get planted where you said, not only do I want to be back, but I want a legend. I want Tito Ortiz. When was that moment? Uh, well, we, we talked about different names, and uh, some of them were... We're uh, willing to fight, so when the fight, and uh, and uh, when I found out, I Tito was not under contract with any organization. I said, let's do Tito, let's fight Tito. Uh, that, that was my one condition when uh, one and only condition when Campbell and I started talking about a possible return inside the challenge. I said, I want that would mean something. For the company, for my career, for the fans, because uh, I couldn't fight. I couldn't fight anyone uh, uh, for for the position I have in the company. I couldn't beat anyone, and, uh, and it wouldn't happen. But that would 
Jeter said, yes, let's do it. And, uh, and we're just days away from, from December the 7th and McAllister. Uh, there's been some bad blood between you and Tito at each of the press stops. There's been some pushing. Uh, what's the origin of this? I mean, I know it. You know, it's great for ticket sales, but when did it first, you know, hit you that I don't like this guy? Uh, well, you know, I, I I was okay with Tito. I'm not gonna say that I like him, but I was okay with him till that day. Uh, it's just. Uh, and I'm going to say it again, man, so he talks about stuff that he doesn't even comprehend. And uh, and in the moment he finds himself not knowing the answer, not, uh, he loses his mind. And that's what happened in McCallum. He, he started talking about uh, stuff that, that, uh, that, that I don't agree with him. And I, I show him why, and I explain him why to him and to 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 our combat American fans and they didn't have the, the right response or our response for me to not be temperate instead of pushing it. I was, to be honest, I was not expecting that from Pedro. Uh, you know, I, I know we know, but nothing was going to really happen because uh, he's a pro, I'm a pro, and we know we don't fight before the fight because we don't get paid. <laughs> so, uh, but that created a lot of animosity between us, and, uh, and you know, it is what it is. Uh, we have done what we what we're supposed to be doing in order to be in McAllen on December seventh. I know he's ready. He's been training hard. I'm ready. I've been training hard. I'm, I'm anxious. I'm ready. I wish the fight was tomorrow, uh, but we have to wait uh, a few more days and. And uh, in a few, few days from now, we're still going to be fighting Tito, Alberto Tito, in the KL, and, uh, and the men, and, and the best man will win, so me, Alberto. <laughs> well, look, we know Tito has had a legendary Hall of Fame career. Even though he's well past his prime, he's at least been active. The, maybe the knock against you from a MMA standpoint is we haven't seen you fight in almost a full decade. So what gives you the confidence that this will be a victory December 7th for Alberto? Well, I, I, I've been training really hard. I've been changing, adapting the new ways of MMA. I feel fast. I feel strong. I know everybody keeps talking about me retiring for for early 14 years, and, and, and for everybody, and for most of the people, that would be a factor. Uh, I don't think it would be a factor because I went back to the gym, getting fighting shape, fighting shape, shape months ago. I moved from San Antonio to Arizona to do my training camp, training with the best ones in the world, helping me to accomplish this mission in a week from now. And, uh, and I'm ready. I feel ready. I've been uh, having sparring sessions pretty much every week. Not pretty much. Every single week. Uh, training with, uh, with the best of With the best of them. Younger than me. Best of them. Uh, uh, with, uh, with amazing careers in the MMA, in the MMA world. And, and uh, they think I'm ready. I feel ready. And... Uh, and I just, I just wanna, I just wanna go to McAllen and, and, and do my job, and then go home happy. So, well, 
Alberto Tito's bread and butter has always been wrestling, ground and pound. Not a lot of people know that, you know, along with 14 pro MMA fights, you have a very decorated amateur background. But on the feet, when it comes to, to strikes, who's going to have the advantage in this fight? Well, uh, uh, to be honest, it's one of those where I know he, he, he's, he's a professional. He's a professional. I'm happy doing our homework. He knows my he knows my my, my main strengths and, and my weakness, and I know his main strengths and, and his weakness. And I think we both have been working. I I, I know we both have been working in with in the stuff that we need to work in order to 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 counter attack or. To be victorious that night, I uh, I've been working really hard. I'm I'm, I'm still working. Us, we haven't closed. We haven't closed. Uh, uh, and uh, and uh, all I can tell you is I'm ready. I I know I have the game plan and I know how to how to execute. And uh, and and if everything everything goes as planned, I will be victorious on summer. This fight will be on pay-per-view. It'll be in McAllen, Texas, right on the U.S.-Mexico border. The, the catchphrase for this fight, the hashtag, has been, what side are you on? Uh, who's going to have the crowd advantage here when, when the Mexican-American fans co come to see this fight? Is it you, the native from Mexico, or Tito, Mexican-American, who, like you said, has said some controversial political things that have angered you? Who's going to be the crowd favorite? Uh, well, exactly. What side of you on? Uh, uh, it's a pro wrestling MMA. Tito against Alberto Mexico, United States. Uh, at the end of the day, the fans are the ones deciding which. What side are they going to be on? Uh, he's a Mexican American. I'm a, I'm a Mexican American. He's uh, he's proud of uh, his Mexican side. I'm proud of. Uh, Becoming American and uh, the day of my birthday, that's the day of my birthday, that's when I became American. I lived with American citizenship this year, and I'm, 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 I love my country, Mexico. I'm proud to be Mexican. I'm proud to be brown, and uh, but I'm also proud of living in this amazing country that has allowed me, uh, allowed me to come and and uh, work hard and accomplish my dreams and be able to to provide my kids with a fantastic future. Because I decided to to come to the land of opportunity, but uh, all I can say to all those fans is that you're ready. I'm gonna give you, I give you an amazing night of a hell of a event. Now, Alberto, uh, many of your pro wrestling fans will be attracted to this pay per view fight. Who haven't seen you? in the MMA circle for a long time. Uh, are we going to get Ricardo Rodriguez as your personal ring announcer? What kind of tricks you have up your sleeve here? <laughs> I'm working on it. Uh, you know, uh, Ricardo, Ricardo is busy uh, at the moment. So trying to stuff around and, and try to be that day to the introduction for Alberto Del Rio. If we could do that, I'm 100% sure that that, uh, that is going to be something spectacular for the pro wrestling fans and the non-pro wrestling fans. But, uh, but we'll see. We have, uh, we have uh, everything in mind and everything ready to give to all the American fans and a spectacular night. Uh, uh, now it's just a matter that, that uh, 
wait and see. Alberto, your WWE career ended a few years back on your own terms. Are you happy with your last run? Do you leave with? Did you leave with any regrets? Uh, well, I'm, I'm never happy with my last run. Uh, it's one of those where, uh, where, where where things didn't didn't go the way we wanted, and I'm saying we, them, and I. But uh, these days, these days we bury uh, the hatchet and uh, and and um, the door is always open from their, their side. Uh, it was one of those where they could have done things differently, and I could have done things differently. But that's that's that, that's the way life is. You learn from your mistakes, and you continue moving forward. You talk to people, you talk to promoters or promotions or company, and. Uh, and if you come to an agreement, you continue that relationship. And if you don't, you just move on. Uh, I decided to move on, uh, uh, but, but the door is always open. I'd love to see you back in, in any kind of return appearance as a legend. I got to have you answer this, though, before I let you go. One of your last big angles was you joining forces with Zeb Coulter. We were doing Mex America. People were saying, where is this going? Then it never went anywhere. Alberto, where was that going? The Mex America angle. To be honest, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, when, uh, when the company and I decided to do business one more time, the, the, the original idea was fantastic. Me going to LA, facing John Cena, becoming US champion that night in front of the, all, all those Mexican Latinos in LA. It was an amazing moment, one of the, 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 the best moments in my career. But then, then uh, somebody decided to create a storyline, Mexican America, that nobody understood, including me and Seb, because Nobody understood what they wanted from a, from, from a storyline like that. And if we couldn't understand that, and, uh, it, was, it was obvious that we uh, would not understand it. And, and then uh, the rest is history. We, we, know, the, we know how that storyline ended. But, uh, but, you know, other things in progressing, you try stuff, and uh, sometimes you win that, and some, sometimes it doesn't. America was one of those. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. Uh, but uh, but I still, I still, I I, I still, I, I I still, I, I, I'm I'm those days with Sam. He's a fantastic person, a great, a great performer, and same for John Cena. At least I keep those memories in my head, in my heart, working with those guys. And, and, and that night, that spectacular night in LA. Well, I got to ask you this in terms of MMA crossovers. Jake Hager, a.k.a. Jack Swagger, your old pro wrestling rival, is also in MMA these days. Could we ever see a real fight between you two? Uh, oh, that's not going to happen. This is my... I'm doing this fight for, for the, for the, for the uh, right reasons. By doing this fight, we, we, we have accomplished what we wanted for the company. We have the first pay-per-view in history. We're going to have these amazing athletes, the Combat America fighters, sharing this card with me and being in a pay-per-view for the first time in their lives. Uh, everybody's talking about Combat America. I just, need to, I just need to put the cherry on top and defeat Dido on December the 7th. Can't wait to this see it. McAllen, Texas. 
pay-per-view. Biggest fight in Combate America's history. What side are you on, Alberto? Thank you for your time and best of luck. Go take care of that bad boy. All right, I believe in you. Let's do this, Thank Alberto. You, my friend. Yes, sir, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time and God bless you, my brother. Take care. All right, special thanks to Alberto El Patron. Like I mentioned, uh, a lot of questions for him to answer in that cage and a big night for the company, but he does sound focused, sounds ready. You could do worse, certainly, than moving camp to Arizona like he did, getting that time in there with the Ryan Baders of the world, the two-division Bellator champion. But this will be a one-off, like he mentioned. Uh, so, you know, look, I'd like to see him against Jake Hager, a.k.a. Jack, you know, Jack Swagger back in the day, who's currently a Bellator heavyweight. I know a lot of you would love to hear this promo played one more time from old Jake Hager. You know what? I'm rock hard right now with emotion. I got a phoner. Wow, that was, that was awkward. Uh, I got a phoner thinking about that potential for a fight. Alberto says, no, Tito Ortiz is the man I need. So you're going to be able to see that on pay-per-view this Saturday. As mentioned, I want to throw to a fun chat right now with the great Max Bretos, former ESPN Sports Center anchor, the voice of Combate Americas. Uh, he's, he's a good dude. He's a talented, funny, funny dude. He's got an interesting career that he's building. Like I mentioned, the WWE background, we'll get into that. The voice of Los Angeles Football Club in the MLS. A great dude all around. It's it's some Maximiliano time coming right at you. Enjoy. Let me welcome him in. The voice of Combate <laughs> America's MMA. One of the most talented men in sports uh, broadcasting. I don't know if everyone knows. Uh, you you could have been an actor, Maxwell. How you doing, brother? <laughs> what an intro. I've been doing well. Hey, Brian, we really appreciate you reaching out and uh, doing this. I, I'm really excited about uh, what, what lies ahead here with Combate Americas and their new partnership as well. Yeah, congratulations on, on getting the gig. Congratulations for the company on what should be. They're calling it the biggest fight in company history Saturday, December 7th. McAllen, Texas, right on the border, brother. And people want to know. What side are you on when Tito Ortiz and Alberto El Patron get together? Now, look, Max, you know me. I, I'm easy to please. I'll eat out of a gas station. It's no problem. If you're telling me you're getting an MMA legend, a pro wrestling legend, and you're putting them together in a fight, where do I sign up? What carnival tent do I go under? Uh, we can't avoid it. That's part of the appeal here. It's pretty cool. And uh, I, look, Combate Americas, I, I joined them last year, September, just did some fights for them, and we we're, were chugging right along. I didn't know what to expect, but this is a company that has grown uh, at, its, at its own pace. They've introduced three championships. They'll introduce a fourth championship here very soon. And now they lead up to this pay-per-view, and it certainly feels like it's the time. Tito Ortiz obviously moves the needle on his own. And Alberto Patron, a guy with a great history, and I know you're into pro wrestling. When it comes to pro wrestling, he is royalty, certainly from south of the border, and for what he did north of the border as well with WWE and AAA, etc. But he's also fought a lot in uh, inside the cage and real fighting, real fight, mixed martial arts. It's just part of a car. Look, these guys at Combate have really played, have played everything really well, and it leads to this. They've 
done a great job of giving the people on the border, whether it's McAllen, Texas, or Mexicali, or Tijuana, or even in New Mexico, something to really follow. And that's where they get a lot of their fighters as well. So I think it's it's going to be something, it's going to be more than just that fight. It's going to be cool to see what the company unfurls, and it's coming up here. It's a pay-per-view. The price is right. You're going to enjoy it. It's going to be a, a great Friday night. Well, you, you, you kind of nailed that these two big names will bring the eyeballs, the attention to pay-per-view, and it gives the company a great chance to show, which, look, every time I'm looking uh, at the weekend highlights, seems like there's a combate knockout or submission that jumps out there. So it's certainly a rising promotion in a very busy and pro- prosperous MMA landscape right now. But I, look, you've been on the inside with both Tito and Alberto in the lead-up to this fight. And the, the real big question is, with Alberto being almost 10 years out of active MMA competition, although he does have 14 career pro fights, how is he going to compete against a legend in Tito who might be over that hill, but he's been active? What are you picking up? What kind of vibes are you picking up from Alberto's confidence here? Well, first of all, what I have seen from these two gentlemen building this fight in the PR realm in their training, they both look fantastic when I got to see them. They obviously be doing the training. Even Keith Ortiz, who's managed to keep great shape, uh, even he, he is glowing with what, whatever he's been doing inside the gym, inside the cage to get ready for this. He is taking this 1,000% seriously, as is uh, Alberto. He, this is a fight. This is really the crossroads for him because Tito has so much in the past through all these great fights. This is his chance to show that he is a legit fighter with an incredible background in amateur wrestling. And, and Brian, you know this too. Pro wrestling, people roll their eyes. But if you want to be good at pro wrestling, you've got to be a tough SOB. This is, a, this is a, an industry where, you know, any of these guys at the top, if, if you don't pick fights with them, because they, they're basically, even though it is predetermined, they are fighting inside, this ca- in, inside a ring in this case. But Alberto's been training with C.B. Dalloway. He's been training with Ryan Bader. So he's got a big, you know, really good A-list guys in there with him getting him ready. And he is really a tough guy. I think the layoff's a big issue. But you'd be crazy to think that T. Ortiz is not the favorite for this. He is. But I think as we get closer, I think people were saying that Tito was going to destroy him. But I think as we're getting closer to the fight, people are starting to say, well, this could be a little bit closer than we thought. And maybe there's a surprise in the air, just because Alberto has gone through the process and has been a fighter everywhere he has gone. Yeah, I mean, Alberto's got the six foot five frame. People don't really realize he does have a deep amateur wrestling background, and, and you know, he's always in great shape. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And, you know, you say, I know the, the sports entertainment side of it. Uh, so do you, veteran of WWE microphones back in the day. Hey, it may have only lasted eight months, Max. But you were once the guy. <laughs> Can we relive this year you spent in the WWE system? Did you cross paths with Alberto back then? I didn't cross with Alberto. It was in 2007, and I arrived. I think, uh, not, to, not to be very somber, but the big thing that happened in 2007 was the Chris Benoit tragedy. Wow. So I, when I was there, it was, it, was a, it was a crazy time. I think it was a time of transition for WWE to where they were going uh, at, that, at that point. I, it was an education, and it, it gave me a whole lot of uh, new respect for what they do there because it's a, it's a traveling show unlike any other. And I was, you know, I was a bit naive to know what exactly 
entailed the WWE and the scope of the size of the production, but it was huge. It was, you know, the TV side, obviously social media was developing at that point, not really to what we're seeing now. It's just in the infancy, still in diapers. And then uh, you see what these young fighters would come through there, but I was going there, I was traveling with them and I was trying to grasp a hold. And I will say this, um, I learned a lot about how to, to approach these companies there. I was working for Fox, and I was like, I showed up at the shows, and I'd walk around, and it was actually Tommy Dreamer gave me yes. some of the best advice. <laughs> he comes up to me, and he was, who are you? I go, me? Oh, I'm Max Brown. I go, well, thank you for saying that, because you're walking around here, and no one knows who you are. Introduce yourself to people. And I go, you're right. And I was kind of walking around expecting someone to kind of point me in the right direction. At that point, I started going, hey, what's going on? I'm Max. That's a that's an, uh, something I've taken with me ever since. So Tommy Dreamer's words, and I've never seen him to repeat this, Dan, but maybe one day I will. That's the advice I give to people getting in the industry. Don't just look around. People are looking at you saying, who is this guy when you're the new hire? Get in there and you reach out. Don't let them reach out. So it I, I executed a little bit too late to maybe salvage my time at WWE, but it's helped me get really good at what I do uh, everywhere else since. Well, inevitably this happened, Max. I'm sorry to bring it up. Yeah! And that's fine. It's happened to the best of us. I hope you don't have to join the Kiss My Ass Club. But our mutual friend Todd Grisham, the great combat sports legend on the microphone, says he once got slapped by Mickey James and, of course, got hazard pay. This was part of a pro wrestling on-air skit and said you were supposed to take the blow that night. True or false? Yes. Very true. And I was sitting there, and Mickey James was next to me, and my heart's racing at this point because, quite frankly, I don't want to – I'm a soccer guy, and I'm in WWE, and I've been there for like a month, and I'm like, my first real time that's going to appear here on television is going to get an open-hand slap, and I heard um, – Michael P.S. Hayes was there, and he, I overheard Kim tell Mickey, uh, Mickey James, don't hold back, hit him as hard as you can. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then I see Todd Grisham in the distance coming up, my knight in shining armor goes, I got this. Look, I wanted to get on TV. I mean, getting on TV would help you do better at, at, at uh, uh, getting familiar to Vince and everyone at WWE. But when I saw him walk up, I gladly stepped aside and let him take it. And I was right next to him when he received it. And it was loud. Yeah, that was stiff. That was legit. But, you know, Grish is a, is a different breed. Um, Off topic, but real quick, <laughs> do you think Todd Grisham could pass a USADA test right now? I, I have seen him on Instagram with his shirt off. I, I'm not sure about <laughs> if this is on the up and up. <laughs> There's something fishy there. They have to be. He looks great. And whatever he's doing, keep doing it. He looks he looks healthy more than anything else. But uh, if he has to, if he has to pee in a cup, I wouldn't hold my breath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Grish. We play his sound drops on this show all the time. He's a good guy. He's a good friend still. Yeah, wild man indeed. Um, so look, you're the voice now of Combate America MMA, the voice of LA Football Club, a, a Sports Center veteran. You ever want to go back and tell Vince how, how you like me now? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it was, a, it was an opportunity because I think I would I'd be able to do it a, a lot better with all the information I have in there. I kind of I, I was again very naive when I arrived there, but I think I could uh, I could certainly manage it a little better. But I, I will say this, you know, from afar, I don't watch as much pro wrestling uh, as I do, but I do notice that it's really burgeoning, uh, and there are so many options. You know, I I just check out what AEW is doing and. 
I was, I was I keep flipping around YouTube and I saw NWA with Billy Corgan. Yes. How they've kind of made it look like that old 1980s wrestling, which is when I watched wrestling, and then everything else kind of came along after the fact. But it was uh, that's when I fell in love with it. I just didn't watch it as much, but it seems like a very exciting time to be a pro wrestler or somebody who's looking work for looking for work in that in that realm. Well, Max, you've been around combat sports a long time, and you know boxing and MMA from a uh, a hype standpoint, building up to a fight, getting eyeballs on it. Uh, it. Sometimes it feels like pro wrestling just because of the the promos guys are cutting on each other to fire themselves up. From all the press events you've seen, from the pushing that we saw at the press conference for Tito Ortiz and Alberto El Patron, who's won the mental game in your eyes? Who is getting uh, the, the one-up on each other when it comes to building this fight and getting people ready and getting in each other's heads? Well, I'd say Alberto may be playing Boston. He's been pretty consistent because this is who I am. He's told you how important it is. But Tito has cut a couple promos that I have found downright chilling. And I was in the room with him when he, he laid a couple of those down. And I'm like, whoa, I was terrified. And certainly you look at Tito, he's just a big dude. But so is Alberto. But Tito, with his history, I'd say ahead of time, I'd give him the edge. But again, these two guys have been everywhere. Campbell McLaren has been everywhere pushing this fight. I, from afar, have watched it. I've been involved in some of the things, the buildup. But I've been, again, really impressed with Combate Americas and where they've come. The slow growth is paying off. They have champions now. They have this pay-per-view event. And 2020, with Access TV and their great relationship with Univision, where they're getting great ratings, looks pretty exciting. And Tito Ortiz, whatever happens in that fight, Tito Ortiz and Alberto will continue to be uh, ambassadors, or they will be active with Combate Americas. And this is like that big pole, as they say in the industry. You set it in there, and hopefully you grab the attention. This is something they have to do, and they hope to get the full result regardless of what happens. But again, these guys have both been fantastic in meeting every requirement they have had to to build up this fight. It's going to be very interesting. The hashtag, of course, Max, like we mentioned, is with, what side are you on the fight taking place in the border town there in Texas. Now we got Alberto saying, no, no, Tito, you're not the real Mexican. You're you're siding with the wrong side politically. The real Mexicans are behind me. It's getting wild in there, Max. It is. It's Mexico versus the Mexican-American. And McAllen, Texas, has never seen an event like this. You know, Combate Americas has been down there. It's, it's going to be something. And I think it's. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people from the surrounding area that's going to come down, whether it's Hidalgo, whether it's Ciudad Juarez, wherever it is on both sides of the borders to make this a huge event. It's going to be, uh, it, it's, there's so much of the unknown we, we don't know, because we don't know about Alberto. He, he, he had a winning record in MMA. It's been a layoff, but this is a tough guy who's continued to push himself. Tito Ortiz looks great. He had that fight against Chuck Liddell, but it wasn't, of prime Chuck Liddell, or at least that's what we thought. So there's a lot of the unknown in this, and to me that makes it really exciting, which is very difficult to make a prediction. Indeed. Uh, can you give us one name, two names? Give us somebody on this Combate Americas roster that we're going to come to this card in a lot of cases for Tito and Alberto, but who, who may we leave talking about? I think the main event, obviously, is huge. Uh, Gaston Reino, uh, Tonga, who is uh, the, the best mixed martial artist in Uruguay, uh, he also does commentary on Univision. He will be on that card, and I think people are curious to see what he can do because he, I mean, in, in Uruguay, he's a legend. Everyone, everyone and everyone in his walk of life knows who he is. So that's a guy that I think 
Uh, we'll draw some eyeballs. Melly Martinez, Super Melly, is unbeaten and going for a championship. To me, one of the best female fighters at any weight class. Uh, I put her top 20 right now. She's, I think she's 2021. 20, so her, uh, her, her trajectory is only going to go up and I think going to draw a lot of eyeballs there. So Moreno, obviously Super Melly, those two will be on that card. And then the main event, you're going to get a lot for what you pay for. On, um, on that night. So I tune in and who knows what surprises, maybe big announcements. Campbell always is big on that to take the moment in the, when the, the lights are brightest and get people to be interested. This is a big card for Combate Medicas and they're going to be ready to entertain and keep you, the viewer, engaged heading into the new year. Wow. Way to sell it there at the end. I love it. It's McAllen, Texas Paint <laughs> Arena live on pay-per-view. When Combate Americas brings the legends, Tito Ortiz and Alberto El Patron, Del Rio, Dos Caras Jr., call him what you want. He's going to be in there. He's going to be ready to bang. Let me bang with somebody. Oh, they're going to be ready. Max Bretos, it's a pleasure to talk to you, sir. Brian, always a pleasure. Thanks again for reaching out. And uh, I'll tell you what, let's get, let's get together after this. Let's, let's have a frosty cold one somewhere along the way. I'll meet you in, a, in, a, in the hottest night spot McAllen has to offer right after the fight. Let's do it, brother. For the <laughs> let's people. Let's do it. Done. Great talking to you. Take care. Good times and great oldies with the great Max Bredos. Appreciate his time. Of course, check out his work with LAFC, the voice of that MLS franchise. Check them out this Saturday in this pay-per-view. Look, we've heard from one side. You heard from Alberto. You got to hear from Tito Ortiz coming up. Our boy Jack Crosby, Outback Jack, the gentleman Jack Crosby. You may have heard his voice a few times on the State of Combat Pro Wrestling Edition every week. He's been a contributor in the past, of course, to our MMA show. A top quality operator indeed. Yingling enthusiast, as he likes to say on his Twitter account there at uh, I don't know what 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 Jack Crosby's at these days, but he was able to get some time with Cheeto Ortiz, UFC Hall of Famer, Bellator veteran. I'm interested to hear there's been some some heavy trash talk between these two. There's been pushing a little pro wrestling, a little, little bit like that. But you got Tito almost playing the role of MAGA heel in this case. Alberto has not liked that. They've used that to spice up the bill. You got that hashtag, like we mentioned. What side are you on? What side of the wall are you on? The you know the the mythical wall, the theoretical wall. What side are you on? It's a purebred Mexican against the Mexican American pride. Huntington Beach, California, the bad boy. And just to put Tito in perspective here, two years older than Alberto at age forty-four, three inches shorter. That's why we have the. 210-pound catch weight. Alberto has been a heavyweight his entire career in MMA. Obviously, he's a, he's a very well-built pro wrestler. Tito has seen the, the greatest of successes, obviously, at light heavyweight, former UFC champion. Um, I mean, Tito's had a little, little cup of coffee with, with wrestling. He did the little TNA, Total Impact Wrestling there, 20, 2005, 2013. But he's an MMA legend. He's the rightful favorite I really buy a lot for being honest heading into this fight. But the activity's been key for him. Five fights since the expiration of his UFC deal in 2012. The two-year retirement. Submitted Alexander Slomenko, who was smaller, come up in weight. Got the split decision over Stefan Bonner in, in a very boring yet yet one-sided fight. I'll split decision, but I'm, it was just the fight sucked. All right, Tito was better that night. 
got submitted by Liam McGarry in the light heavyweight title fight, but bounced back nicely. That went over Chael Sonnen by first round submission was complete and dominant. And then, of course, November of 2018 with our boy Todd Grisham on the call in that one off for Golden Boy MMA. Tito came back to settle the score with Chuck Liddell was not much of a fight at all, sending Chuck to hell very quickly. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people saw the 30 for 30 at ESPN, the Chuck and Tito one that came out. It was very, very good stuff. Good piece of entertainment there. But look, Tito's fought everybody. He's always been a a, a man of, of some wild words and uh, sometimes words that are tough to understand. A soundbite machine, controversial, but he's ready to bring it in this fight. So let's throw it to Tito Ortiz with our boy Jack Crosby coming at you right now. Enjoy. Thank you for joining the CBS Sports State State of Combat podcast. How are you? Doing great, man. How are you? I'm very well, very well. Um, Just going to jump right into it. The promotion with Combate as compared to UFC Bellator, other places that you've you've been. Well, I mean, so far has been just amazing. Um, Combate is just... uh, at the same level UFC or maybe even a little bit better, just of the promotion in general. I've done so much promotion and so much stuff. Uh, and uh, maybe it's just my name or just the fact that people want to see the fight or, you know, just being access uh, to a, a great uh, PR team that Kamate hired. But they have done an amazing job. You know, that they've blown uh, Oscar De La Hoya and Goldenwood promotion out of the water completely. You know, um, this is like comparison with UFC or a little bit better. As I say, uh, I'm just very thankful that I'm able to promote the way I've been able to promote and uh, give the opportunity for fans to see this on pay-per-view December 7th. And it's just, uh, I've been respected on a huge, uh, a better level than I've ever had with any company that I've worked for. And I'm very thankful that, you know, come out there, America is just doing an amazing job. I just can't wait to see what happens in the future. Let's see, if you could run down for me one more time, because one of the important ones I asked you was about him train, training with Ryan, whom you defeated. Or can you just once again run through for me who that be- if it actually does benefit you more than it does him? You know, I think it benefits uh, him training with Ryan Bader. I mean, he's training with Ryan Bader, who's a two-time world champion. He's, like I say, he's four times better than the fighter that he was uh, when he fought me but at the same time i'm the better a lot better of a fighter than i was when i fought him also and i did beat him but it just shows that he's willing to sacrifice himself take himself away from um texas where alberto's from you know he he moved away from texas he moved to arizona he's taking it very seriously training with great guys and you know it just uh, shows that he is threatening I, i i gotta make sure i don't look past him and it's important to be like that and you know, I think Bader is a great champion. Uh, C.B. Dalloway is a great fighter himself. But having those guys in your camp, it's a learning experience. If you're able to make it to the grind and make me able to make it up to this point, then he's done the work and he's done it solid. And um, I'm, I'm impressed. And it just makes me that much more cautious for the fight. At 44 years old, which is, is relatively young, I know you have a lot of experience and you've taken some punishment in the cage and dealt it as well, but still, 44 years old, Tito. How do you feel during how do you feel during these preparations? I feel better than I've ever felt in my whole career. Once again it goes back to not having injuries. Um I do have my sore days, but you know, I, I make sure I take care of myself. Technology nowadays is, is something that I've used for my advantage. I either um 
altitude simulation machine, which simulates altitude and reproduces red blood cells in my body. And then on the weekends, I use the hyperbaric chamber, which is um, compresses all those red blood cells that make white blood cells. So I don't have any soreness. I don't have no achiness. It takes a little lactic acid out of my muscles. And it is really has helped me out a lot. I mean, when you say 44 years young, old, I say 44 <laughs> years young because I feel better than I did when I was in my 30s. Can you knock Del Rio out, and how fast will it take you? Um, can I knock him out? 100%. How fast will I knock him out? I don't know. I guess uh, well, time will tell. If he can handle the uh, pressure, if he can handle the punishment, if he can handle the the ferocity uh, that I'll bring to the cage. And I think all the fans will know on uh, Saturday night at about 9.15 p.m. live on pay-per-view as I smash him and let's see if he can handle the pressure for me. That's what I, and, I know what I need to do to finish in the first round. And also there's this, there's this underlying theme here of Mexico versus the United States. How much is that added to the promotion of the fight? You know, I think not really added to the promotion in general. I think it's just for respect value of uh, him being from Mexico, but now he's a United States citizen. Um, I have Mexican descent in my, in, in my blood, so but I'm American at the end of the day, and I really don't want to make it a Met, America versus Mexico because it is far from that at all. Um, you know, I think we got two Mexican Americans that are going to fight their asses off and and put on a great show uh, for the fans. That's what it's about. And now we we, we mentioned the age, we mentioned the Adelphi. I mean, you've re, you've retired before, but you're not the first combat sports star to announce a retirement and come back. It's not that big of a deal. It, you if you you get through this with flying colors, Tito. What what realistically can you see yourself doing next? I, I I'm not asking you to look past. Obviously, you're you're concentrated on one thing. But what uh, what could, yeah, what do you no. see in your future? Well, you know, I'll be competing again. I, I know that for sure. I have one more fight left on my contract with Combat uh, Americas. Uh, an opponent is uh, up in the air. I'm not really sure, but I want to make sure it's a big name once again. Um, you know, someone who is the competitor. You know, is it a Ryan Bader or is it a, a Kane Velasquez? Or you know, I, I, I'm not sure. I just uh, right now I haven't really thought past. Uh, Alberto Del Rio on December 7th. That's all I've kind of lived my life up to, is up to that night. And you seem ready for it. Now, if you don't mind, Tito, before I let you go, can, I'd like to ask you one question relative to the MMA world, but not so much to this fight. But I really, I'm really interested in your, in your thoughts on it. We are in an era now. We're in a generation where, and it came from Mayweather-McGregor, where we're seeing more and more MMA fighters, obviously trying to get those paychecks, but calling out boxers. They're calling out, you know, the latest was Jorge Masvidal calling out Canelo. Um, what's your thoughts on MMA fighters, this tr sort of trend that's developing? And back in your heyday, when you were on top of the world, did you ever think about doing something like that? Um, to a certain extent, I did, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say it's really a trend. I mean, everybody ain't going out and doing it, but I think it just goes down to what my MMA fighters are getting paid. They're not getting paid anything. The boxers are getting paid and they want to be, they want to step up and they want, they want to make the type of money that boxers are making when they're making anywhere from 15 to a hundred million dollars. I mean, that is just unheard of, um, in the MMA world. I mean, when you still got to fight at the age of, you know, 48 years old as Chuck Liddell or myself at 44 years old, you know, if I would have made, you know, 20, 30 million a fight over a 15-year span, I would never have to fight ever, ever again. 
to people say, oh, you, you don't need to fight. You got a bunch of money. I mean, how much is a bunch of money? Having a bunch of money is being able to be um, comfortable forever. And, you know, there's fighters that have been able to do that in the boxing world. That, that's the only reason that MMA fighters call out boxers. And, uh, you know, companies like UFC haven't really been exposed to what to pay the fighters. And the fighters have really been able to earn the money they truly been able to earn. Tito, is there any last thoughts or any sort of promote? Like, why – give me for our listeners at CBS Sports why they should tune into this fight on Saturday. Well, they should tune into this fight on Saturday because of every one of my fights is exciting. I go in and I try to finish guys. I'm not looking for a draw. I'm not looking for winning by points. I'm going in to finish the guy. If they want to see something vicious, they want to see something exciting – they want to see a Tito Ortiz fight. You're going to see me at 100%. You're going to see me going in there and putting on a show, as I've been doing over the last 22 years, and I'm not going to change now. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a different animal now, man. It's, it's just crazy when I'm happy and everything's going perfect. Uh, I'm a vicious person. And on Saturday night, December 7th, live on pay-per-view, call your local pay-per-view provider. This fight's going to be one for the histories, that's for sure. Tito, I don't want to take up any more of your time. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, especially the difficulties. I apologize for that. Thank you so much for sticking with that. Oh, without a problem at all, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Tito. Good luck. All right. Hopefully you are ready and roared up to go. Look, it may not be your cup of tea for me. I need it. I need some. I need some Tito Alberto. We're going to find out Saturday, McAllen, Texas, on pay-per-view. Uh, many thanks. For, for going up and down the road with us here at the SOC. Hopefully, you had a great holiday weekend like we mentioned. Hopefully, you got some meat pie in your life. I don't know if your family does that, but good Lord, I need some of that. Wow. No, I do. I need some of that. Um, Although, afterwards, you, you're going to need a nap, like King Mo says. When you step foot in the cage, they're going to pay the price with nap time. When you put that much meat in your body, you're going to pay the price with nap time, indeed. Uh, the State of Combat's got you covered the rest of the week from... From all angles, boxing show setting the stage on Tuesday ahead of uh, this weekend's Anthony Joshua, Andy Ruiz Jr. heavyweight title rematch. Rafe Bartholomew will join me. We're back after a few weeks off on the MMA show, getting you fired up for UFC Tampa Bay and the return of Joanna Young Jacek. Guys, Boogie Woman is back. Boogie Woman is coming tomorrow, and she doesn't know what's I know. I know what's coming. It's myself, Brandon Wise, Sugar Rashad Evans, Wednesday. Thursday, we'll be back in with the Pro Wrestling Show. Jack Crosby, Adam Silverstein, and myself getting you lit. Getting you lit. Getting you ready. Big time uh, business going on right now across everywhere. Please go back and check out our interviews with John Moxley, Kane from last week on the Pro Wrestling side. Always got you covered. Always got your back. It is... The S-O-C. I will fit ass. What can I say? Yeah, we did it again, Rampage. We did it again. But uh, special thanks to my producer, Mikey Mormel. But as for now, this is Brian Campbell. And we out. <laughs>